0: Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, we are close. We have been, we are, I mean, we've been so proficient all year long throughout the football season. So, like, just realize we had training camp, training day, I mean, training camps, preseason football. Uh, then we went to the regular season, and then I was there all 17 weeks for the regular season, gave you guys an analysis and breakdown. All the way to the postseason, now here we go, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, this is going to be good. I have my game picks, I have my predictions. Also, I'm going to give you guys my take on some uh, NFL awards and the NBA All-Star game. Um, and how, how was that going to fare in the All-Star selections? I have all of that and some more, but mainly Super Bowl predictions and picks. And my take on what's gonna happen on Super Bowl Sunday, the biggest Sunday in football I'll be back let's go let's get it let's get started I'll be back on the other side. <clears throat> Is mad at me. so I walk around with it because they not keep that bag on me, okay, so before I even get started and give you guys my predictions and what I think that's um that's gonna transpire on Sunday, I just want to come in here and say, hey, life is short, so enjoy it with your friend your family and friends uh cherish those 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 moments that you spend. With those loved ones of yours. Cherish every moment of it. Soak it in. It doesn't always have to be on a camera phone or a phone. Just soak it in. And try to memorize the good moments. uh, Because, you know, not just with the passing of those nine uh, victims. Including Kobe Bryant and his daughter. uh, Most notably in the helicopter. But just past that. Life is too short. Enjoy it. Um, Don't spoil yourself though. Um, So... Let's go into my so these last two weeks. I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but I've been slowly pacing um, you guys into my pick, uh, into my prediction. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I this when, when, you know, of course, the 49ers won the NFC and the Chiefs won the AFC. I I was confused on who to pick. I didn't know who to pick. Hold up. Excuse me. I, um, and Vegas really didn't know who to pick. Vegas came in at the day after, uh, soon after the 49ers won, Vegas had the Chiefs as a one-point underdog. Wasn't mad because at that point, I didn't know who to pick. Both teams were hot. Both teams looked good. Both teams are good. Um... It's it's very like I like I said it's very similar to the New England and Seattle Super Bowl that we had a few years back where it was essentially a pickem. It was a pickem. Vegas had it as a pickem. Uh I I it, it, I'm telling you. I I mean, I do not have the I would not have the courage or the conviction to 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 drop some major lettuce on this game. I I I wouldn't be able to do it. I would be scared. I, I, and I'm usually a risk taker. But with this game, I would not bet a lot of money. I wouldn't. I I, I just wouldn't because it, it's both teams are fairly even. Um two great offensive minds. They have they have two weeks to prepare. Uh everybody's healthy on most most of the guys are healthy on both sides. I, 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 the, the, I mean, oh my gosh. The the, the way how it's 50-50. I, I'm, I wouldn't be mad if anybody said, hey, I got the Chiefs winning. And I wouldn't be mad if anybody said, hey, I got the 49ers winning. Because both teams are really good. And there's really no villain. Usually the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. And uh, the, most of America, outside of Boston and, and Connecticut, most of America don't like the Patriots. So anytime the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, it's like they're the villains. But... Or those big brands like the Patriots and the Steelers or the Cal, like, those are usually the villains. But both teams are are, are not villains. Both teams are, 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 are really beloved around the league. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, he's beloved around the league. And, and Andy Reid is really beloved around the league. I, I play for the last two weeks and when where people t- are talking about the Super Bowl and how much this win can uh, help and boost Andy Reid's legacy. So it's big. So I'm without further ado, I'm going to come on here and give you guys my pick. I'm going to pick the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to pick them to win on Sunday. Now, I'm backing this 49er team all year long. Um, from the start of preseason, even when people I've, I've had a couple people come on my podcast and they have absolutely laughed at me because the way how I talk about the 49ers front seven, they're not laughing anymore. They're taking me for real. And they're taking the 49ers for real. 49ers front seven, especially the front four with D Ford, uh, uh, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Uh, where's the other guy? Oh, my God. And DeForest Buckner. Those four are dominant up front coming into the season. I said that's going to be the front. I I said that's going to be the best front four in football. It proved to be right. It was. Um, and now their secondary has come into play. Statistically, their secondary is good, but they have one solid corner. That's Sherman. Um, their linebacking core, I love. Now, let me tell you this. Overall between both sides, I have the best team. Um the Chiefs have the best player. Patrick Mahomes will be the best player on the field, but I think the 49ers have the best team. I think the 49ers have the best team. It's it, Remember those years when LeBron played the Warriors? Like we all knew LeBron was the best player on the on the floor, but usually just about in most of those series, even the series that the Cavaliers won, the Warriors just seemed a little bit better. They had the better team, but LeBron was the best player on the floor. I think similar to here, the Chiefs have the best player in Patrick Mahomes, but I think overall, as a roster, have the best team. Um, you, you know, I think, the you know, the front four, all like I mentioned already, the front four, it's way better than Kansas City's front four, and Kansas City front four, it's it's fine, it's okay, but it's it it's not as good as the Forty ers front four. I like the line back linebacking core. Uh, they got they got back healthy, and then the secondary. Nevers secondary is nothing to go home and tell mama about, but I have a trust in uh in in in, in the in the Forty ers secondary, but. Two good defensive minds on both sides with Robert Sala with the 49ers and Steve uh Steve Spur- um, Steve what's his name uh Steve Spirano, um for the Chiefs. So let me tell you why. Let me, let me let me let me tell you why I'm picking the 49ers to win Super Bowl 54. First, in the last 24 Super Bowls if a top 2 defense has made the Super Bowl, they're 17 and 7. If you have a top 2 defense coming into the Super Bowl, you're 17 and 7. The 49ers have the second rated highest second highest rated defense in football. They're 17 and 7. If you have a top 2 defense in football, you are 17 and 7 going into the Super I mean 17 and 7 in the Super Bowl. I like I like teams with 50 sacks or more are 6 and 0 in the Super Bowl. So any team in the last I think about 15 years, any team that has had 55 plus sacks or more are 6 and 0 in the Super Bowl. It's important because the 49ers if they're able to get pressure back to back there with Mahomes and able to get him a little bit of, get him rattled a little bit That may can force some errors down the field. So teams with 55 plus sacks or more are 6-0. And also get this. Kansas City's last eight losses have come by when they lost by time of possession. So anytime Kansas City does not control time of possession in their games, they have lost all eight. Their, Their last eight. Kansas City has has lost the time of possession battle. Why I'm saying this? Because the 49ers, I think, will be able to run the football effectively against the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, the 49ers were top two in in time of possession this year behind the Ravens. So statistically, when the when the Chiefs go up against a really good defense, the defense that they the best defense that they went against all year. Was the Patriots? They pay, They played New England. They held Patrick Mahomes to a touchdown. One touchdown. It was at Foxborough, but New England still held Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes to one touchdown. Two weeks. These last two playoff games have played the 24th and 21st defense. It's going to be a totally different ball game. When the 49ers' defense is on the field, because it's it's much better than the Texans' defense, the t- the the 49ers' defense is gonna be a is gonna be a superior, it's gonna be superiorly an upgrade from the last two defenses that the Chiefs and this offense and Patrick Mahomes have seen. I, like I told you guys uh, a couple days ago, I said the 49ers. I think for them the the perfect recipe is or the perfect scenario would be for them is to build the early lead. If the 49ers can build an early 10-point lead or early two possession lead I because I think their defense will I think that with them gaining the lead, their defense will will be able to take more chances. With more chances, that that equals more opportunities to get to, to get to Patrick Mahomes, and to ultimately stop him. I mean, you don't have to have 10 sacks against Patrick Mahomes, but if you can hold Patrick Mahomes in this terrific offense, this explosive offense with all these weapons, if you can hold him to 24, 28 points, I like San Francisco's chances. If the the 49ers defense can hold Kansas City to 28 to 24, 28 points, 27 points, I like my chances as a 49er coach, as a 49er player, and as a 49er fan. And like I said, I've been riding with this 49er team all year long. Uh, you know, it, it's. I would like to see Patrick Mahomes get his first title. I would like to see Andy Reid get his first title because he really deserves it. But I like the 49ers. Um, I like, I've been riding with them all year long. I have told people... The 49ers are for real. People have laughed in my face these last two weeks. This last month, really, I, 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 it's just been a, a proven testament. So, keep listening. Keep listening to me. I mean, because I told people, hey, the 49ers are for real. People laughed. People said, do you, do you know the division they do, do you see what the division they're in? they They got to play Russell Wilson twice. They got to play the Rams twice. And I'm like, okay. Okay. You see? And lo and behold, we're here in February they, they, we're here in February they, they're playing on super they're playing in, in the Super Bowl. I told people, I like this 49er squad. Now, when I come back on next year for the football season, when I say I like a squad, please listen and don't take me as a joke. Um, but I, I, I think this is going to be a really good Super Bowl, and to be honest, like I said, I don't I wouldn't bet major money on this. I wouldn't. Just come for me. I wouldn't bet major money. I wouldn't bet major money. Um, I feel like this is a pick 'em. Uh, I, I, I like. I'm a fan of both teams and both coaches. I like. I like both teams' personnel. But you know, I've been riding with the Forty ers all year long. I think with the with, with their defense and the and the and the stats pointing towards their defense, especially in the Super Bowl. I like my chances. Another thing, Patrick Mahomes in the offense—they have—they have trailed early in the last two games that they have played, but they have played an Arrowhead. That that Arrow that Arrowhead crowd and the Chiefs fan, it, excuse me, it really does bring energy. Like I don't think I don't think people realize. I don't think the casual fan realize how how, how much impact. The fans could have, or home field can have. I, I've heard many players, you know, come on and speak and say how the Super Bowl is much more different. Because you don't really have, you don't have true fans. All of your fans are not going to be able to travel to the Super Bowl. So you don't have true fans. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of just spectators. Just spectators. They're not really true fans of the team. So, they don't bring that same energy as your fan base back I think the Chiefs and that energy that they feed off of their fans back in Kansas City I think that's I think that's real impactful because if they're down early like I'm saying if they're down early where does that spark plug come from where does that energy come from if the Super Bowl is full of spectators you don't know so that is why uh, I'm going with the 49ers. I'm gonna go with the 49ers to win 34, 31, 34, 31. I do think we see some points. The 49ers, no, they're not gonna. St- I, I mean, it would, it was, it would totally shock me if the 49ers come out and play and they just shut down the Chiefs. I, I think the Chiefs are gonna be able to score points. They're gonna be able to move the ball effectively, but I, when it's when it's time for the 49ers defense to get stops, I stops that would eventually lead to them winning a Super Bowl and winning the franchise's sixth Super Bowl. I'm gonna go with the 49ers to win 34-31. 34-31-49ers. Boy, oh boy, I love giving those predictions. <clears throat> I'll be back. Okay, so remember how, you know, these these, I think early in the week where I went back and said, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, nobody really, really expected them to be here. So if the 49ers were to lose, if they were to lose, the narrative doesn't change about the 49ers. They're young. They got a young head coach. They got a young quarterback. Um, their guys on offense, some some key players on offense are young, and some key players on defense are very much young and entering their prime. And that's where I basically said, hey, you know, besides Joe Stanley and and Richard Sherman, the 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 like these these critical pieces for the Forty ers are very much young or under contract. Now, on the flip side for the Kansas City Chiefs, I said, hey, this is the perfect time to cash in a Super Bowl. And it's more pressure on the Chiefs. Because Andy Reid, first, Andy Reid has a bird. He has that monkey on his back where it's like, oh, Andy Reid can't win the big game. Oh, Andy Reid can't win the Super Bowl. Andy Reid, he's a good regular season coach. And he can get you to a Super Bowl maybe. But he cannot win you one. That's going to be, that. That, that's, that is the headline. If the Chiefs lose, the headline would be, uh, Andy Reid drops another one. Andy Reid lays another egg. If the 49ers lose, the headline would be, yeah, the 49ers are young, they'll be back. The Chiefs, yeah, they're very much young, but like I said, the Chiefs, you know, they're gonna have to, eventually they're going to have to pay, pay Patrick Mahomes either this offseason or the upcoming offseason. Within a year from now, the Chiefs are going to pay Patrick Mahomes. And they're going to pay him big dollars, big money, cha-ching, $40 million large. They're going to pay him $40 million. You are, You guys already know this NFL salary cap is yay big. It's yay big. I don't know, I don't, I don't understand how some teams are able to afford all of these expensive players. I, I, I just wonder what banks are they using. I mean, I look at teams like the Rams. I mean, they got a $100 million contract there, $50 million contract there, another 150 I mean, they got Todd Gurley, uh, Jared Goff, they got to pay Jalen Ramsey, they got Aaron Donald. I mean, they got Brandon Cooks, they got, they got big contracts. This just laying everywhere. I sometimes wonder what bank does the Rams use. Well, I mean, what bank do they use? But the 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 Chiefs, like I said, this might be the best team that Patrick Mahomes ever plays on, because when he gets paid forty million, which he deserves because he's the best player in football and he's the best young quarterback in football, when he gets paid forty million dollars, uh. The, the the budget gets a little bit shortened. He takes up a good share of the of the Chiefs salary cap. And this is why you pay him forty million large. Because in places in areas and positions that you really can't afford to go out and get the top notch guy, Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be that good where he can overcome not having a good offensive line here or there. Or he can overcome not having a defense that can get consistent stops. Or he, or he can overcome lack of depth at the wide receiver position. This is why you pay him $40 million large. Uh, like I said a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, sometimes in football, especially the quarterback position, really in the quarterback position, you have late bloomers and guys that just Pop automatically. Patrick Mahomes was a guy that popped automatically. He was a guy that came onto the league, sat for one year, came into the league, came into the system, and just blossomed and popped. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh he's had a little bit of a different path. He's taken the path of other former greats like Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers happened to sit behind Hall of Fame quarterbacks or happened to sit behind starting quarterbacks, learn the system for a couple years. And even then, when he gets the job as the starter, he has great defenses and great coaches around him where he doesn't have to do much. He doesn't have to be Superman. And this is what I call a late bloomer. We always see it. We see it all the time with, with big companies and big industries. We always see it. I, 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 like, I don't know. Maybe this makes me weird. But this is, this, this is the type of stuff that I love to read about or watch. I like, I like watching documentaries on big businesses. Because you look at businesses like Starbucks. Starbucks been around since the wasn't nobody out, out, out... People outside of Seattle wasn't drinking Starbucks. The only people that was drinking Starbucks was people that was living in Seattle. But Starbucks now is a global phenomenon. It's, a, it, it, it's, it's coffee. It's the, it's the ultimate coffee brand. It's a late blossom. Look at Amazon. Amazon? You know you used to use Amazon for? used to use Amazon for books. It used to be a book. You used to rent books from Amazon. Now, you can get anything from Amazon. And now, they your door. I like success. I don't know. But I like success stories like that. It takes to develop often. But at the end... You know, somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the midst of it, it pops. And it's the biggest thing we ever seen. Just like Starbucks and Amazon. Starbucks has been around for almost 40 years. But Starbucks didn't start getting popular till the 21st century almost. I mean, Starbucks really? Yeah, Starbucks. In the, ni- in the 1980s, if you lived in D.C., and I said, hey, do you know about Starbucks? You'd be like, what the hell is a Starbucks? You wouldn't know. But now, everybody knows what Starbucks is. Everybody recognizes the logo. And this is what I mean about Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo is a late bloomer. He's a late bloomer, and when he got his chance, he popped. And this is... I, I, I think there's no pressure on Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean... Most of the people that's in the media... Don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo... Is all that good. They don't think he's all that good. But me... And... A little bit of a... Uh, and a little bit... Of the media... A small percentage of the media and myself... We think that Jimmy Garoppolo... Is a franchise guy. But most of the media members... ESPN, Fox, all those other guys, NFL Network, they don't really believe in Jimmy G. So, if he loses, it won't change the narrative. But if Patch, if the great Patrick Mahomes lose to Jimmy Garoppolo, it's going to be like, huh? This is Patrick Mahomes. Huh? How does he lose? Yeah. That's that, that, that that's what it's going to be like. The, all the narratives... The only narrative that would change would be Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Kansas City. We all know that they're explosive. We all know they got a lot of sizzle. We all know that. But there's certainly much more pressure on the Chiefs than it is the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Because some people think, well, most media members think... Jimmy Garoppolo is just a guy. I tend to think he's a little bit more. He's 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 a franchise guy. I give him a I give him his props, but everybody just thinks the world of Patrick Mahomes, and I do too. You you guys know what I've said about Patrick Mahomes these last few weeks, and what I've been saying about him this whole entire season, and how good I think he is, but. Truth be told, if he loses, the narratives would change about him. And if he loses, or coming into this game, he has much more pressure on him than Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo has much pressure on him. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he goes out here and plays average, most media members would be like, Yeah, that's what I thought. And then... If Patrick Mahomes plays average, or if Patrick Mahomes, you know, doesn't win, it's like, oh, huh? Patrick Mahomes, what? Well, huh? Yeah. Everybody have amnesia. Everybody will develop amnesia. So I can't wait. This is gonna be a. This is gonna be a fantastic game. Um, like I said, like I, I, I told you guys in my predictions. <laughs> the Chiefs could very much win this game. So do, 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 just because I picked the 49ers, please do not make it seem like I'm picking the 49ers and I think they're gonna win and I think the no, I just think the 49ers, I like their personnel a little I favor their personnel a little bit better uh, a little bit more than um the the chief's personnel. I like the I like the defensive stats and the numbers supporting uh the 49ers in this matchup. Um, and I think, I think just they have a they had a tougher path to get here, uh, as far as their schedule. They had a tougher path to get here, so I think they're a little bit more battle tested. But I think if, if the Chiefs win this game, it wouldn't hurt me one bit. I would love to see the Chiefs win this game. Um, Andy V get his first Super Bowl. I would love to see that, and I think they can very much win this game. Possible, but I, I like I said, I favor the 49ers personnel a little bit more than the Chiefs. Um, I, I think people, many people are talking about the 49ers defense versus the Chiefs offense, but we're not giving enough attention to the Chiefs defense and the 49ers offense. I match up very much because we look at the 49ers offense like, uh. Yeah, they run the ball, and then you know they might throw it occasionally. We don't look at it as the as the as the, the 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 jazz and the pizzazz that the Chiefs that the Chiefs bring. They don't they don't the 49ers, they don't bring all of the the electricity that the uh, the the big time plays the flat. They don't bring all of that, and it's okay. But I just don't think we're giving enough attention to the matchup of 40 of the 49ers offense and the Chiefs defense because that can that can very much that can very much be the matchup between units that decide this game. If the 49ers are able to establish their will against the Chiefs defense and control time possession and run the football effectively and Jimmy G is on target and clicking the Chiefs Super Bowl and that might be the 49ers best defense the 49ers best defense might be their offense and if you don't understand what I'm saying if the 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 perfect way to stop these Hall of Fame type quarterbacks these all-world type quarterbacks keep them on the sideline keep them on the sideline that is the perfect way that is that is how many teams have beaten Brady that is how many teams have beaten Peyton Manning. That is how many teams beaten um Patrick Mahomes. Keep him on the sideline. Impose your will. Control time possession. If you keep him on the sideline, you won't have to worry about him for as much. Instead of having nine possessions, you cut it to six possessions. Simple math. I'll be back with more to discuss the NBA All-Star Selection I know people are really fed up, but I'm going to tell you why some people and some players shouldn't be. I'll be back on the other side. I'm back. Um, I was going to do a brief discussion um, on these NBA all-Stars because I was all over social media and people were going crazy. Uh, I watched some videos first, I don't like when guys say, when people say, "Hey, this guy doesn't deserve to make it uh, uh, He uh, you don't just because just because you may not think he's an all-star and some of these, yes, I don't agree with but just because you don't think he's an all-star don't say he doesn't deserve because these guys I'm sure these guys put, they put in a lot of work during the offseason they put in a lot of work during the season it's a lot of it's a lot of mileage on their bod on their bodies to play night in and night out so don't 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 say th- these guys don't deserve it. Just say you don't agree with the selection. And some yes, I don't agree with the, some of these selections. Um I like Chris Middleton I bill over Chris Middleton to make to make the Eastern reserves. Um I didn't think Jimmy Butler needed to be a reserve. And then, you know, everybody is vouching for Devin Booker. Yes, I get why you're vouching for Devin Booker. I'm a big fan. I, I, I'm a big fan of Devin Booker. I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker, and I think, I think the NBA should try to do, you know do something about the, this, about certain guys not making the All Star game. But I look at guys like Demar Derozan, not an All Star, Anthony Towns. Too many. I, I, I think Jokic and Anthony Davis are the best two bigs in the West. Uh, Paul George hasn't been healthy all year long, but we all know he's an All Star level player. And Kyrie Irving hasn't been healthy all year long, but we all know he's a All Star level player, of course. But guys like Devin Booker, I get. I, I mean, the West is deep and loaded with guards. To be honest, I really can't choose one that. I would that I would take off. Maybe Donovan Mitchell. Maybe you put Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell, but Donovan Mitchell, his team is winning. He's the leader and the best player on the team in the Western Conference. That's that's the third. That's the three seed. So I don't know. You, you I don't know. You tell you guys tell me. I like Devin Booker, but we all know, and this has been the big complaint. For the in the Western Conference for years, like ever since I can remember, it's been the Western Conference has had a lot of guards from Tony. I mean, so many point guards in the West: Allen and Tony Parker, Steve Nash, Kobe. Uh, man, Kobe, uh, Jason. K- like so many great guards, All Star level guards have played in the Western Conference. And there's always going to be a guard or two that's left off. It was years when Steph Curry was left off the All-Star team because other guards were in a prime like Chris Paul and Tony Parker um, and Russell Westbrook. There's been other guards that's been left off. Damian Leonard was left off left off the All-Star team a few years back. So it happens to everybody. And it usually take a few years, several years, to make your first all-star appearance. Even though Devin Booker has been playing on an all-star level for a couple of years now. He's been playing at an all-star level for a couple of years. But in the East, I mean, I really can't argue with the reserves. Like Jason Tatum, he's playing well. Bam Adebayo. Some of you guys don't know who Bam Adebayo is. But Bam Adebayo... He's he's a he's really he's a he's a real productive big on Miami, and he's a big piece of what they do um, on both sides of the floor. So if you don't watch enough Miami Heat games, or if you don't play close at- pay close attention to Bam Adebayo, please do so because he's a critical and, and integral part of what the Heat do offensively and defensively he's very versatile he can put the ball on the deck he's skilled he can shoot it he's um he's a li- he's like a he's similar to Serge Ibaka uh, he reminds me a lot of sergey Ibaka um Serge Ibaka in coming into the league he was just known for his defense but sergey Ibaka then extended his range Got better as a, a, you know, as a ball handler. And Serge Ibaka turned into, instead of being a 10 points per game guy, 8 point, He turned into a 17, 18 points per game guy that can occasionally give you 20 points a night. Um, DeMonte, uh, Sabonis, Sabonis, just like his father, um, very skilled lefty. He can shoot it. He can pass it. He can handle it. He's also a big part of what Indiana does. I know the Pacers don't come on TV a lot, and you don't—you barely get to see him. But what the Pacers have done without Victor Oladipo, the first half of the season, it's been big. They're, I think they're thirty-two and fifteen. They're thirty-two and fifteen, and they're—and I think they find themselves like at, f- at the five spot um, because just about. Every like between Miami, Boston, Toronto, Indiana—they're all about the same. Along with Philadelphia, they're all about the same. But Sabonis is a big part of what Indiana does. So I would just say when you when you when you got when people say when you guys say you don't know this guy or what does this guy do, just look at the games. That's why I always tell you guys look at the games because that that that's that's important. You gotta be able to look at these games. You gotta know what's going on and happening. Um, These other like these reserves, like Ben Simmons, even though he has, even though he doesn't have a jump shot, he's still an all-star level player in this league. Jimmy Butler, of course, I already said I thought Jimmy Butler should have been a starter over Trey Young. Um, Trey Young team has only won twelve games. Come on, Um, and Jason Tatum, what he's been doing with Boston, um, he. He's definitely an all-star this year. And in the West, I can't get mad at it even. Chris Paul has led the the Thunder. The Thunder have been better than what we thought. The, the Thunder have been better with, than what I thought. They are a playoff team. They're going to be like a 6th, seven, or 8th seed. But they're a real feisty team. They play hard. They, they, I, I, I like what they do. And I like how the, I like how the way Chris Paul is leading them. Um, Donovan Mitchell slow start for Utah early on in the season but as the season progressed as they progressed as guys got healthier some trades happened with Jordan Clarkson so that 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 brought some production off the bench Utah has gotten better in Utah looks like the team that I all along that I thought they would be coming into the season um not as good as the clippers not as good as the lakers but they are as good as any other Western Conference team, if not better. Um, the Rockets with with Russell Westbrook, of course. Uh, Rudy Gobert—he's really productive. He's turned his game. away. Uh, I mean, his game has grown and gotten better offensively. Uh, Nikola Jokic, of course, and then Brandon Ingram. Um, Brandon Ingram has come a long way from blood clocks. Uh, the struggle—not really a struggle in the in the late—not really a struggle. Cause he st- he averaged he was averaging eighteen nineteen points per game with the Lakers, not really struggling, but you can tell he has a higher ceiling than that. And this is what it is like—he's averaging around twenty-five points per game for New Orleans. Um, he, he he's kept them a little above water, a little above water. They're still, you know, sinking a little bit for dear life, but. Individually, Brandon Ingram has come a long way. Departure, His departure from the Lakers, I think, have helped. I like him. I can't really get mad with these uh, with these reserves. And Damian Leonard, of course. Damian Leonard, I like Damian Leonard. He has really grown. Um, and his his perception around the league has gotten better throughout the years. Especially with last year with that deep playoff run that Portland went on. So, yes, I get your, I get people complaints about Devin Booker and Bradley Beal because those are two good players on some bad teams, but they're putting up great numbers. And, yes, I think Bradley Beal should have made it over a guy like Chris Middleton because I think Bradley Beal is a little bit better. And, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, we already know the West is deep uh, as far as the guard position, as far as depth. Um, but I look at a guy like Trey Young who was a starter, but... He His team is bad. So, it is what it is. I like Devin Booker. Hopefully, he can make it next year. But, Devin Booker, is an all, he, he is an all-star level player. He doesn't have to be on a roster or he, he doesn't have to get chosen for us, the fans, the media, to recognize that uh, he's an all-star level player. Now, going into the MVP discussion with the NFL. And this goes for just about any MVP award in any sport. When they say MVP, people automatically think about the best player. MVP is a lot of things. MVP could be, like, it's been, I bet you guys don't even know how many MVPs Michael Jordan won. Michael Jordan, throughout most of his playing career, he was the best player in the league. But Michael Jordan only has five MVPs. And LeBron, he's been the best player in the league for like the last twelve years, but LeBron only has four MVPs. So really, MVP it doesn't say that you're the best player. It just says you had a great year statistically, um, and your, your your team success also correlated with your numbers and your big and your big number production. Like that That's all MVP is. Um, but truly, like my MVPs, my most viable players on on teams would be guys like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, I look at what he does with that Seattle, what he's been doing for that Seattle team for these last few years. He's throwing to guys like Jacob Hollister, and he's throwing to rookies, and he's throwing to pump returners. I mean, Russell Wilson, he 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 made Doug Baldwin. Look like a he, he made Doug Doug Baldwin an All Pro one year. He made Will Disley Will Disley wasn't even a tight end in college. He made him a he made him a star. He made Jacob Hollister a star. We don't even know who Jacob Hollister is. He sounds like he sounds like he should be modeling for Hollister. <laughs> so like I don't I, Russell Wilson I mean he I think he's very viable to the Seahawks. Um Aaron Rodgers is very viable to the Packers or oh, once the once upon a time he he was he was really viable to the Packers. But I look at guys like Russell Wilson where he doesn't get all the recognition and love uh, that he should, as far as like MVP voting and, you know, MVP conversation. And he was, and he was in the conversation for like the first eight weeks, but then Lamar just took off, and, you know, Russell and the Seahawks lost a couple games here and there. So I was like, huh? But Russell Wilson, to me, he's one of the most viable players in football because I, 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 you know, I look at the, some of these Seattle's teams, you know, they run bass get hurt, O line is shaky and their defense is hit or miss. I just think if without Russell Wilson, this Seattle team looks more like 7 and 9, 6 and 10ish. I'm just saying, they look more like 7 and 9. Russell Wilson makes them 11 and 5. That is the that is the like the four or five game difference that Russell Wilson can make. So in my opinion, not I think Lamar deserved it. Lamar, he was the best player. Um he was the best player in football this year. Now, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, and I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player. But, you know, in the regular season, Lamar Jackson has some great moments, and his MVP award is well-deserved. But without further ado, I'm going to let you guys go. Enjoy your Sunday fun day, Super Bowl Sunday, the biggest Sunday in football. We all love it, Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to see you guys out. Peace, adios, amigos. I'm gone. Two choices, one decision. You guys could have been, you guys could have been anywhere else. You guys could have picked and clicked any other platform to, to, you know, sports platform to get your prediction and to hear daily news and you know daily rumors about sports. But you guys chose my podcast, so thank you. Always remember, two choices, one decision. I'm out. Peace, adios. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Gone.